Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Know It All's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. What up, though, Cleveland Cavalier fans? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. I'm your homie, Tate, one of the hosts, and our co-host, the little fella, Relly Hall. What's up, Relly? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm all fella. right, man. Why you, why you laughing to call you little fella, man? You little, is the little fella compared little to the rest of us, man. I respect it. You a, you a, young, guy it, hanging, you a young guy hanging around with a bunch of old guys. And to, and to speak about these old guys, man, you know we got a we got an off off channel group group message going about the show and all that stuff like that. And you know, and some of the old heads, man, at least I'm told, are all up are all up and distraught about the the, the newly coming NBA midseason. It's called midseason tournament, but it's actually played in December. It'll probably be like 15, 20 games into the season, actually. But yeah, man, Joker's talking about, man, oh, it's the worst thing ever and this, that, other. What you think about it, Rally? You heard me and me and mine <laughs> from my know-it-all crew, man, just getting into it about it. But what you think about it, man? Right now, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Tay. Uh, I'm kind of mixed because I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it's you're going to have to upgrade the incentives because if we being honest, I don't think this tournament is for hardcore basketball fans, right? Because I think hardcore basketball fans, they're going to tune in regardless. But you got to think, this is for the casual fan. The casual fan that probably only know Braun, maybe know Victor Wimbenyama. They might know Steph Curry. But that's it, right? And I feel like this tournament gives great exposure to a young talent. Maybe to a, a superstar that's not really known worldwide. I think this is what that's for. Uh but I do think the incentives you gotta upgrade it. Like right now, I think all I'm hearing is that they get an extra five hundred thousand per player. But I don't think that's enough, right? Like if you're talking about like LeBron James wanting to participate in it or Steph Curry or the top names, I just don't think it's worth it in their eyes to join this tournament. Not at least not the first year. Okay. I don't understand anything you're talking about, Rally. Because let's, <laughs> let's why let's, let's talk about it like this. All right. More incentives, mm-hmm. and I've, I've tried to explain to you guys in our in our in our in our <laughs> message and chat. Mm-hmm. It's it's a one of eighty two. It's just like a regular season game is being played in a tournament format. So like like I told you, if the Cavs were playing Charlotte and they win in advance, that's one of eighty two, and that's mm-hmm. one less time they play Charlotte this season. You, you see what I'm saying? And yeah, so to give you. to give more incentive. If it is five hundred thousand dollars a man, I mean you're playing your regular schedule. You're getting paid forty sixty four million dollars if you're Max Struess. You're getting paid that. So now to play another, not another game, a game under the pretense that it's it's an NBA tournament game, 
early in the season. You're not playing any more games. You're still playing that one of 82. We should give you more money for doing your job? It's NBA, that's what it's going to be. NBA, like, NBA is just trying to market the early season a little different. They see how, how much hype March Madness gets. How the how the tournament gets and stuff like that. So they're trying to kind of copy that model the best way they can. And I mean, they're doing it early. They're doing it, uh, I believe, December sixth through ninth or something like that. It's going to be the 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 Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the the when the, when the college football teams are off for the college football playoffs. Okay, but I don't me- see the big deal. Everybody complaining about it. I mean, let it happen. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> and then if you don't like it, say, oh, I don't like it. But now you're complaining about it, and you haven't seen not one game played of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I can respect that. But then let me throw this at you, right? This is supposed to be the tournament, right? This is supposed to – they're trying to market this as, as a bigger thing as it is, which I can respect that, right? But what if, with all these brackets, right, LeBron decides I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a rest up that game. Steph Curry decides he's going to rest up on his bracket. Well, we know Kawhi going to rest up. But then, like, Giannis says, I'm going to rest up on that bracket, too. Like, all the high-profile names. Victor Wembanyama says, I'm going to rest up. Is it really a tournament if your top players is not in the tournament? Well, really, that would be the same thing of them resting up any one of 82 games. They but have then, 82 games. Some but of then them I would ask you, then why is it a tournament, then, if it's just a but regular think- season? You know, like, it's no weight to it. Like, what's the difference between me watching a regular season game if they're going to do a regular season game tactic? Well, no, it counts as a regular season game, is what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is, I mean, who? I mean, I, I would think everybody wants to be the, the first NBA, quote-unquote, midseason tournament winner. The thing is, you're probably playing it 8 to 12 games into the season. A lot of those guys aren't yet low managing 8 to 12 games into the season. So let's go mm-hmm. ahead and get it in. Some of them might quite will. You know, let's let's go ahead and get it in early, and then you know it raises the level of intensity during the regular season games. A lot of regular season games, the NBA teams just coast through, man. They don't really play a lot of defense. You get scores just one twenty to one twenty five because they just walking through, coasting through, knowing that the end game is April. So in this tournament, I think it's, I think it's going to be eight teams that they pick to be in the tournament. So not all the teams will be in it, and then you just. Play it and see what happens. No, no big deal in my book. That, that's what I'm sticking by. I'm actually glad you said that because I actually thought it was going to be like six different brackets with like all no all the no, teams in no, there. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm still going to watch. I mean, I like basketball, so I'm still because <laughs> I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. But and then, I don't and know. Then, then the incentive behind it is so if the players get five hundred thousand dollars a piece, that's there. That's a bonus five hundred thousand for yeah. playing games they already would play. That's their incentive. Then the NBA gets to market NBA regular season tournament games because the, the semifinals, the championship of it is going to be in Vegas. Vegas is going to be the next team to get an NBA franchise. So they they just marketing this thing, trying to blow it up, trying to make it big. And just it's a win-win for everybody when you look at it. Players are getting a plus 500000 for doing nothing extra. <laughs> the NBA is getting to create a tournament and getting to market their product in Vegas during the regular season. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, I'm I'm still mixed. I'm still mixed, Tate. I'm sorry, man. That's okay. <laughs> I'm I mean... still like, I agree. Like, I'm not gonna shoot the idea because, like, I, I think it. I think it does has a lot of potential. Like, I, I'd be a fool not to say this. Don't got it. I just don't think right now that's enough. I feel like you can take this a lot further 
if you just yeah. add an automatic playoff spot, maybe that's that might be too high, but maybe maybe like a top five, maybe a lottery pick just in general in there. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I I I, I disagree because it's not doing anything extra. You're saying give them a lottery pick because they yeah. they, so they, they they won because like because they, they won because they won four regular games in a row. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah, you don't think you don't think that that makes them like because now all them teams that may potentially have a player rest out they're not gonna do that if they know they get another they get a top 10 or a top 14 pick well if they have a player rest out then they just go they just go not not win the tournament lebron don't care about a about a top 10 pick he ain't gonna be around to see what that guy gonna do you know what i mean it's really just a matter of pride that's to me i mean the same people poo-pooing it like i like i said in our chat the old heads the traditionalists they didn't want to see baseball have a pitcher's clock. They don't want to don't like the bigger bases in baseball. Oh, the NBA playing is stupid. But the NBA playing is great. We've had we just got our first finals contender was the Heat mm-hmm. this year in in from the uh, playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man! It just it just makes more possibilities and makes things fun. Change 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 is going to happen sometimes. And. You know? Before we go any further, too, because I just got noticed that it is all the it's all eight. It's yeah, it's all thirty teams in it. So it's like they set up in groups of six, and it's all the it's all thirty teams. So everybody's involved. Six bracket. So yeah, six brackets, and then each division is is picked according to their last season record. So okay, so even if all thirty teams is involved, they still only play in one of eighty two regular season games. So, so if I'm the if I'm the Charlotte Hornets, and I go in and lose. Well, I'm I'm done with my tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> back, back to just regular season, regular regular season game. You feel me? Yeah, I feel. You know I, mean? I respect you know, it. Everybody, I, everybody has their has their opinions, IYOs, and your opinions. Everybody has them, so I get it. I'm not I'm not mad at nobody, man, for feeling the way they feel. I'm just like. Man, pump your brakes on the, all the complaining, man. Let's just see how it goes. And speaking, speaking just in general, shout out to the homie Big G. Not here. Don't know how he feels about it. BP really don't like it, though. <laughs> you know, shout out to the homie BP too, man. But you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out when when that weekend in December comes along when we don't have college football, have a few NFL games, and oh, we get to watch an NBA tournament. Great. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let me see. It's it's pre Christmas even, and the NBA season don't even get started till Christmas. Yeah, so I think they're trying to just add some juice, a little flavor to it. I yeah, can see it. Cool. I feel you. But really, what's up? Moving on, man. To talk about our Cleveland Cavaliers. Before we do that, though, let's take a quick pause and pay some bills real quick, and we'll come back and get into the Cavaliers. And we're back on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. It's your homie Tate and the homie Relly Hall. We just got done discussing the new NBA midseason tournament. Midseason in quotes because it's in December. Probably actually the first quarter of the season when you play 82 games. So, you know, it's kind of they, they gotta they can't say the NBA early season tournament. That wouldn't that wouldn't really be a good thing. 
But nah, really, let's go ahead and get into our Cleveland Cavaliers, man. And we both got a couple of topics to talk about. We're going to go ahead and get mine in first. I'm going to tell you uh, what it is we're going to be discussing. You tell me your thoughts on it. And we'll just, we'll just, we'll just talk it out, man. Take about seven, eight minutes to talk it out. Okay. But uh, the Cavs summer league roster. Mm-hmm. The Cavs are 3-0. and They beat the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. That game was on when, when Big P and Big G was doing uh, a show for us yesterday for the podcast. And the game wasn't over, but the Cleveland was up 20. And check out that podcast from yesterday. Uh, summer summer heat and summer league is heating up. Something like that as a title. Check it out. Great, great show. Big G and BP. Um, but really, the summer league squad. 3-0. and Monty Bates had like 20 points. Eight replays. Yeah. Played his most efficient game <laughs> of the yeah. summer league. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this 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 guy had been just jacking up shots the previous two games. He got a little better each game, a little better at not jacking up shots as much. Game one was like, oh wow. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. But to talk about their overall team, man. They're three and oh, they look really good. And I think part of the reason the Cavs look so good, man, is because their players have experience together. I yeah. mean Mobley, I'm mean, Isaiah Mobley. I'm sorry, Isaiah Mobley, Sharif Cooper, Sam Merle. All these guys play for the Can Charge. Mm-hmm. They have chemistry together. You got Luke Travers, uh, Diop. They're professionals overseas, so they're experienced. You got highly elite talented players like Imani Bates on the squad. I like the kid who was like a, a senior coming out of Wichita State, Craig Porter Jr. I mean, you just have a lot of really good players on this team that are experienced as far as basketball players. And I think that kind of gives them advantage in the summer league. What yeah. About that. I agree with you. I think because you got to realize a lot of these players that's on our summer league, like you said, we've, we've they've been on our Canton charge for a while. Like they've played with the Cavs. They've been on our roster for a little while. So that experience shows, right? And then even with the young talent we do have, like, especially if we're going to talk about Imani Bates, right? You just got to look. He's a talented player. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I know I said what I said. I didn't really think he would, even though we still got to see him in the regular season, I didn't think he would be performing like this. But uh, <laughs> we got some special talent on our roster and in our G League affiliate team. Like even with Sharif Cooper, I think a lot of Cavs fans want to call him up, give him a give him a chance, and then obviously Amani Bates. I think a lot of you see like first take undisputed anywhere you see they they respect Amani Bates. They kind of feel like Amani Bates is going to be like a Michael Porter Jr. ish, you know, fused with Deion Waiters because he's more like his mentality is just there offensively. But we got a lot of potential. <laughs> like no matter how you how you want to flip it, how you want to analyze it. We have a lot of we have a lot of potential, and like I said, with Imani Bates, I think he gives us a little bit more possibility because he's the exact player the Cavs been wanting for the past couple years. If you want to be honest, he got the length, he can shoot, he can create his own shot. Yes, he can be a little streaky at times, but to be honest, you kind of need a player like that on your roster. Truth be told, especially at that position, you need somebody. Even when you lose, you can say. We we lost because we just wasn't hitting that night. And Amani Bates is one of those type of players. He's he's gonna die by the sword. He's gonna shoot. He's gonna create a shot. He's gonna get baskets. So I think right now the Cavs we got a lot of options. I probably would call up Shreve Cooper 
as a as an extra guard. Isaiah Mobley, I can see him getting a little bit more tick now since we um we don't have Lamar Stevens. I guess we'll see when the regular season, but we got a lot of potential, Tate. No, I agree with you. So there and that becomes the question. So you say Sharif Cooper. I mm-hmm. like Sharif Cooper. I believe right now, under under the two-way contracts, you're allowed three. I believe the Cavs have Evan Mobley, Isaiah Mobley, I'm sorry, Isaiah Mobley, uh, Imani Bates, and they signed Craig Porter Jr. to a two-way contract. Mm-hmm. So my question is, who makes the roster? The Cavs right now have two open roster spots, and they get to they get to start the season with three two way contracts. So as good as this summer league team is, we haven't even talked about players like Sam Merrill doing his thing mm. in the summer league. Uh, Diop is a big body that can come in and be like your your third big man. I like Luke's Travers game is kind of versatile. Um. What are we looking at? What, what two, as it stands right now, do you see see being on a fifteen man roster? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this. Okay. Let's name let's name the players. I'm gonna try and name them off. You keep tally. You count them. And if I miss somebody, you are you you just let me know who I forgot. All right. Gotcha. So we got we got Donovan Mitchell. Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Max Struess, George Niang, Ty Jerome, um, Damian Jones, uh, um, 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 uh, we, still got, we still got Rubio. Rubio, that's Rubio. The, the other guy who played. Oh, I forgot his name already. Played bad last year. Dean 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 Way Dean Way. Yeah, we should get him about here though. <laughs> that's seven. <laughs> um, am I missing anybody? I can't have to miss somebody because they have 13, 13 spots filled. Let me but, look at this. No, I think you got everybody. Honestly, yeah. I think you. Oh, and Dylan Winler. Dylan, Dylan, Winler. Winler. Dylan Winler. He can get out of here too. So, <laughs> I agree. so that's 12, 12, 12 roster spots. You can play, you can dress 12 a night. Mm-hmm. And then you got three on the on the on the active roster, three more, make 15. So who are those three, in your opinion? I was on mute, my bad. But as we currently stand, I'm looking at Sharif Cooper. I think okay, so you you say Sharif Cooper, and you got you got you got you got Darius Garland. Yeah, we do. You got you got Karis Levert that mm-hmm. can that can that can handle. You got Donovan Mitchell that can handle not point guards, but then you got Ricky Rubio, and you got Ty Jerome. So you still bring up Sharif Cooper? I still bring up Sharif Cooper because well, I think they. I, I think he's a great player though. I, the reason, the reason, reason I say that because I think we gonna move Rubio for some reason. Some just, I don't know. Even though I do think we we pro- we should wait just because he did come off of ACL. I think we shop him. I think we shop him. Um, so 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 you saying move Sharif Cooper up? You 
You think Sharif Cooper is better than Craig Porter Jr.? It's tough. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm say yeah, just because I've seen, I've seen Sharif Cooper go off, and it's like you you see the flashes of Sharif Cooper. But he's he's a he's a but smaller guard. Craig, he's a Craig smaller. Porter, yeah. Craig Porter six yeah. three plays defense and is stronger, and he led his team in college yeah. in points, <laughs> assists, and and block shots. And he's he's a strong rebounding guard also. So I'm just I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate, really, and throwing stuff out there. So you said Sharif Cooper. Who Sharif else you Cooper. said? I throw in a Diop. Okay. I do big I do body. think we, we do need a big body. And maybe Mobley just for chemistry reasons, just for for uh even though I'm not I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if Mobley, Isaiah Mobley's ready. But he looks he looks really good. He looks really good in the summer league. He, <laughs> but that's the summer league. Hey, you're right. You're right. It's the right. summer like you know we we've been full. Well, not, not just saying the Cavs. A lot of it's been a lot of teams that's been full. But at the same time, it's been talent you kind of just seen in the summer league. I think I think you call up I, Isaiah Mobley not even really because of talent, but just more so just camaraderie a little bit. You know, because we we are gonna need a player where <laughs> just like just like. Just like Giannis got his scrub brother on the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect <laughs> example. I don't know. Let's like that's why I feel like Giannis is probably the most realist players in the league. Like he got all his brothers in the league, and brought almost all of them got a ring, right? <laughs> Except so, for one. so so saying the three you said mm-hmm. Isaiah Mobley, uh-huh. Diop, and Sharif Cooper. And Sharif, yeah. So uh, Imani Bates not on on the roster. All right, so this is what we gonna do. Yeah, this is what we gonna. <laughs> this this is what we gonna do. We actually gonna uh, we gonna we gonna switch. We gonna switch Sharif Cooper with with uh, with Imani. Okay. You gonna? And the only reason I'm doing because I do think you do need Isaiah Mobley. You need someone that's just that's just their camaraderie. That's just and I don't guy. and I don't want to sacrifice Sarif Cooper to be that role because I, I he's a lot more talented than just a camaraderie guy. Okay, so Imani, Imani Diop, Diop yeah. Isaiah Mobley, your three that make the roster. Now who's who, who are the three you keep on on G League deals? Well, it'd have to be Sharif, Sharif. Who I'm who I'm missing? Uh, Sam Morrell. Sam Merrill, and then uh, and I feel like I'm missing one. Porter Jr. and Porter, yeah, those will have to be the three. But all three of those, I would have the intent that one of them could very well get called up. It's just a matter of like how we, you know, how we start moving in the in the season. Right. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's hard to decide. It's hard. So I don't disagree any of that with you. But so that 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 was that was my topic, man. Just to kind of hash through that real quick. So. You got the three magnet being Diop, Mobley, and Bates off the summer league team. And the mm-hmm. three going to the G League, playing for the can charge off the summer league. Porter, Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh who'd you say? Porter, Cooper, and uh Dang, how did I just Cooper and um and uh Sam. That's Sam Morell. Sam, yeah. Oh, we sending Luke Travers back. Overseas yeah. to play again another year. 
Okay. All right. So, well, well Riley, what you got to talk about? We got about seven, eight minutes left, man. Okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I know as we're speaking about the chat and all this stuff we've been talking about in there, right? Yeah. I want us to kind of pit back on our GM hat, right? <laughs> and I really want to see GM Tate. That's what that's what I really want to see. So, you, GM Tate, you're the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? With all the rumors we've been hearing with the Cleveland Cavaliers, with all the teams that's been kind of polishing their roster to make legitimate playoff runs, right? What players right now that you say, hey, these are the players I'm going to shop before the trade deadline just in case if I got to make a move? From the Cavs. From the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you named it. I mean, Dylan Windler's out of here. If we can... <laughs> Get somebody to take his expiring <laughs> contract. But these are the easy ones. Dylan Willard, Dylan, Dylan Windler, Dean Wade, DW, both of them. And RR, Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll get a chance early in the season, I think. We'll see how where he's at at the trade deadline because he has an expiring contract. He signed a two-year deal last year, just the last of his of his second year. I believe it's eight million. I believe he signed a two-year $16 million deal when he signed it. So if he's not back healthy playing like Rubio was in 2021, mm-hmm. I mean, he can go because we holding up minutes for a younger player in Ty Jerome, who's 6'5", who's a strong defender who can knock down the three and with a better rate than Ricky Rubio. So those guys are all easily on the trade market. Big names that could be on the trade market. We know about Jared Allen. I guess I'm 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 getting getting more accustomed to thinking he may be back, which is Okay, I guess. Um, and believe it or not, Darius Garland. Been a lot of talk about Darius Garland just to try and get a bigger wing to go with Donovan Mitchell and potentially Max Struess in the backcourt with with that wing guy, whoever that is. I really can't think of that guy right now. But Darius Garland will bring you or bring you quite a quite a big haul. And Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Um, I really like that. If you want to go smaller, you trade Jared Allen for for a, a nice a nice wing, a three a three, and Evan Mobley put him at center, or find another cheaper big body to put at center. Um, I'm okay with with running it back one year. They talked to Donovan Mitchell at the summer league at an interview, and he seems he don't seem like he just necessarily <laughs> ready just to leave Cleveland. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance, and if you could. Pair him up, pair him up in the backcourt with Max Truth and a, a nice, solid All-Star level three to go with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. That might make the team better. I mean, I love Darius Garland, but I mean, him and Mitchell in the backcourt is kind of redundant. Mm. They both are high usage. Both need the ball. Both uh, nice three-point shooters. But I think you just get more out of out of roster construction by adding a high-level three and replacing uh Darius Garden Darius Garland in the starting lineup with either Karis Levert or Max Struess. And then also too, just to give you another scenario, let's say the Cavs we're not bad, but let's say we're a little bit our team don't look as confident. Let's say by before the trade deadline we're looking at 7th, 6th seed in the East, right? <laughs> Is it a scenario where you trade Darius Garland or Don and if so, which one would you actually want to trade? Mm. I think Darius Garland gonna bring you the biggest haul because he's under contract. He started his 
new five-year deal this year. He's under contract. Donovan Mitchell would be on if you try to trade him to trade deadline. He played the rest of next season, and then the following season, he has a player option on his deal. He can leave and go wherever he wants in a year and a half at this year's trade deadline. Um, I think the thing to try and do between the two is go ahead and commit to Donovan Mitchell because you'll get a lot for Darius Garland. And I love Darius Garland, man. <laughs> Darius Garland is one of my favorite players. I really think the thing to do is is potentially building around Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. But if you got Donovan Mitchell, you got to go for a chip now. And keeping that little backcourt, I don't know how viable that is in the playoffs. And it gets you through the regular season because, like we said, when we were talking about the the the, the uh, midseason tournament, teams just coast through the regular season anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it'll work in the regular season. But when that playoff come and you got Jalen Brunson coming downhill at you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you got some of these some of these faster guards like Tyrese Maxey coming at you. I mean, Darius Garland's not a great defender. He gets a lot of effort. Neither is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker. So I like the idea of building around Mitchell and Evan Mobley and trading Darius Garland for for some assets in an all-star level three. Not too bad. You know, I'm always, I've always been a little hesitant uh, <laughs> when you talk about trading DG. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with I, you. Like, I like, cause I do feel like it's, it's hard to get a point guard like him, but it, but it all depends on what, cause I don't even, I'm not even sure what a trade market would look like for Darius Garland. Like, is it like a JB? Is it a Brandon Ingram? Is it like, Ooh, I don't know, like a I like Rock- Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram? You would do like, that? You, you would do you, that let, let me ask you this. For this year at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, would you trade Darius Garland for Chris Paul, Kaminga, and a first-round pick? Mm-hmm. That, ah, that's a good question. Come on, really? Uh, um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to okay. say no. I'm I mean, say no. I get it because Chris uh, Paul is small, no. too. But but I think you're getting a better decision maker from the point guard position. You're getting your three in the future, and you're getting a first round pick. I think that's a fair trade. I, it's just it's just it's close. It's close. It's close. But I still think I don't know. I think DG at this point in his career, he's a better offensive player than CP. No, and I, I love I CP. With you, but 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 the thing with like BC Kaminga. after after this year, CP yeah. would come off the books. You open up that money. Mm. You got Kaminga to play your three. Now you're looking at Donovan Mitchell being being your lead guard, not so much a true point guard. Being your lead guard, I mean, in the series against the Knicks, he had a game and he had 11 assists, so he's capable. And then getting the getting you got you got Kaminga as a three, upside with Evan Mobley on that same timeline. Now you now you cooking cooking with fire, man. I'm just saying. I love DG, man. <laughs> but I'm about to say if you make hypothetically like a week if we stick on that, if you make that move. Where do you think that lands the Cavs in the playoffs? Like next year? Yeah, let's assume it. Yeah, we did that CP. We got CP Kaminga. I think they have a higher ceiling than they do this year. I mean, provided Chris Paul stays healthy. And then if it don't work, I mean, you get rid of Chris Paul this season anyway, and you're getting that. Yeah, first round, yeah. You're getting this thirty million off the books. Now you got money to go chase something else. Who you chasing? <laughs> well, you, oh, so now you well, playing, you, <laughs> you playing you playing chestnut chestnut checkers, man. You put me like four yeah. moves ahead. Now you only think yeah. about 
after the season, <laughs> if we don't got Chris Paul and the starting lineup is Mitchell, Kaminga, Mobley, Allen, who's that? Who's that fifth guy? Is what you asking me? Mm-hmm. I need to know this GM take. Oh uh, man, you gonna you gonna you, you gonna make me put stuff out here and Kobe Altman gonna lose his job, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, it would have to be you know who I really like, man. Who I would definitely give. F, I mean, and this is your guy too. But I would definitely give Darius Garland up for. Forget the Kaminga thing. Ooh. Give me give me OG. Give me OG. You like that? <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I got no words to that one. I like. I do like that. <laughs> Give me OG up front OG. with with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell being the lead guard, and yeah. you stick Struess in, in the lineup. Yeah. We just need a little more size, a little more physicality, man. And I mean, I'm choosing right now Darius. I mean, Donovan Mitchell over Darius Garland, and that's tough for me. But I'm trying to sell Donovan Mitchell, who is already a yeah. superstar All NBA player, to stay. I agree. You know. I agree. I think so that's yeah, where Kobe Owens having a little fun right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, I think, I think something gonna shake before the before the season starts. Yeah. I mean, last last year we we traded uh, for Don Mitchell on September first. So, I'm saying it's still time for stuff to happen. Mm. Mm. So yeah, man. Well, Rel, you got anything else, man? Not on my mind. You? Okay, man. Nah, man. We are gonna go ahead and. <laughs> And wrap up this episode of That's Rather Cavalier. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us. And be sure to listen to us. You catch us on all your audio platforms, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And check us out. And we, we have a Facebook page, like our Facebook page. And follow the and, and check it out and follow the Know It All's YouTube channel where we all kind of, you know, get together collectively, whether it be on the show in the live chat or something. And just talk sports every Sunday at 6, 6 p.m. Riley, what, what you got going on before we get out of here, man? Nothing. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. Hey, what about what, what about your channel, though, man? What you doing on your channel? Man, we, we got content on the way. I got oh, also, oh, for anybody on Know It All, too, I got Tate on the way, too, on the channel. We're going to drop that sometime this week. Okay. Uh, But other than that, probably got a couple shorts in there, but... If you a know it all fan, y'all watch that. Watch Cascon. We got Tate coming on the channel soon. Appreciate it, man. Love, love, love working with you, Relly. Shout out to the to the to the homies, Big G and the grumpy homie BP <laughs> about the about the uh, the midseason tournament. Shout out to you guys, man. And until next time, one of that's rather rather Cavalier podcast. We out. <laughs>